will you be able to allow him to perform? The John chapter 2, verse 1 to 2, is a New Testament example. I will be taking New Testament example and an Old Testament example. For going and being with God, inviting him, let it be in your boat this year. John chapter 2, verse 1 to 2 says, and the third day there was a man in the canal of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciple in the marriage. They called Jesus Christ. Don't continue in that marriage. Don't continue in that business. Don't continue in that venture. This 2019 and beyond without inviting God earlier this year. In Old Testament also, 7 Kings chapter 6, verse 1 to 3. 7 Kings chapter 6, verse 1 to 3 says, And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now, the place where we dwell, which thing is too small for us. Let us go, we pray thee unto Jordan, and take their hands every man a pig, and let us make us a place there where we will dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one of them said, Be content, we pray thee. Go with thy servant. And he said, I will go. Beloved, the journey of 2019 is a package that God has planned and ordained for me and you. We need to invite him into our boat. Don't sell this year without him. Don't continue that thing this year without him. Because you will eventually need him. Your pastor did not create you. Your pastor or prophet did not have any plan for you. It is God alone. And it is he that has the plan. He has the blueprint. He is the architect of everything. So you need to go along with him. So that by the time you need him, you will not be running up and down. I pray for somebody this night that you receive that grace and the anointing of God not to ever be content by being alone without God this year in the mighty name of Jesus. And as we invite him, he will go with you. Number two, from today, from this beginning of the year, don't just go, don't just allow God to be in the boat of your life, marriage, business, or anything. You need to involve Him at every minute, every second, every hour, at every stage. Don't say, I will do this one first. If you have invited Him, then why? Don't you involve Him? A lot of us, we are Christian, we are born again, we don't miss God. But we love to do things on our own. Then when it backfire, we love now running back to God. But God says, you tell you, this year, involve him at every state. Don't let God be in your sitting room. Let it be in your bedroom. Let it be the compound of your, of your, of your house. Let God be everywhere in your business and career and education this year. John chapter 2, verse 3 to 4. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. But so said, Jesus said unto her, Woman, 
what have I to do with thee? My hour is not yet come. When you have problem last year, you know who you involve. Though you are calling the name of Jesus, but you trusted so much in the talking. You trusted so much in what the pastor, that prophet, has given unto you. Can you imagine somebody that the prophet gave something to put in the post? And he has traveled two hours, he forgot that what the prophet gave to him is not with him. So he has to travel back two hours to pick him, not to start again the journey of four hours. Beloved, this year, involve God, not man, at every stage of your year. In the Old Testament cycle, Second King chapter 6, verse 4 to 5. So he went with them. And when they came to Jordan, they called down woods. But as one was filling a pin, the asked a fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, Master, for it was born. Beloved, don't just involve him in one aspect. Involve him in every area. And I pray for you tonight that as you involve him, you will see his manifestation. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Number three. There's one thing to allow God to be in the boat of your life early this year. And there's another thing to involve Him. And when you are involving Him, do not make up your mind or try to suggest to God the way He's going to do this for you this year. Believe God this year and have faith in God's word. Believe God this year. Have faith in His word concerning your life, your marriage, your family, your business, your education, your career. Believe whatever way that is going to solve or bring solution to you. You have been having some kind of experience for the past year. That does not mean that God has to do it the same way this year. Beloved, God is ready for you. We have the example that the kind of gathering when they invited him, they involved him, but he asked his own plan. The plan and the way that God wants to solve your issue this year is not just this time that he's going to think he has been set up from the creation, before the creation of the world. So believe it, have faith in him. John chapter 2, verse 5 to 6 says, his mother said unto the servant, Whatsoever he said unto you, do it. Whatever word, the right word, that is coming from the right altar, not from any pastor, not manipulation, not satanic programming. No! The right word of God. That is why you need to endeavor to read, to study, to meditate upon the word by yourself. Acts chapter 17, verse 11 talks about the Berean Christian after they finished listening to the apostles. When they came home, they searched in what? What the apostles have spoken about. Is it true or not? When you search the word this year, there will be insight and revelation for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The Old Testament example, the son of the prophet in 2 Peter chapter 6, verse 6 to 7, says, as they, they, they invited him, the, the representative of God to go in there when the problem after the beat, when they are cutting the beat, they ask and first, they involve the man of God. 
verse 2 to 7 says, And the man of God said, We have heard it. And he showed him the place. And he called down his stick and cast it in either. And the animal did swim. Therefore said he, Take it up to thee. And he put his hand and he took it. Beloved, the way God is going to solve your situation is different from the past. God is ready to suppress you this year as you involve him, as you believe in him, and as you have faith in him. Faith is belief plus action. Amen? Don't trust in man. Trust in God. Hold on to the word of God and the insight and the revelation that you get from him. Beloved number four. Wanting to invite God. Wanting to involve him. Another thing is to believe and have faith in Him. But in this point, point four is what? When you believe and have faith in God, obey God into totality. Total obedience. This year, don't play game with God. Have obedience is equal to total disobedience. The whatever thing that comes from the Word of God, obey them to letter. John chapter 2 verse 7 John chapter 2 verse 7 says Jesus said unto them Fill the water pot with water And they fill them all to the bay Fill the water pot with water They needed wine But Jesus was telling them To fill the water pot with water Beloved Whatever thing God tells you this year Obey them I pray for somebody now that receive that grace of God upon your life that will make you to obey Him totally this year and forever in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Beloved, this year is your year. Verse 5. When you obey, that will be a result. I said, He invited. Don't go alone this year. Involve Him at every stage. Obey, believe, and have faith in Him. is the only solution. It's your Father. He kept you alive up to this hour. He did not allow me to die. That is why whatever revelation and inside you get, there must be obedience. And when you obey, there will be a result. So when there are results, when there are miracles, when there are solutions, when there are to do it. You must give God the glory. Beloved Acts, I mean John chapter 2 verse 8 to 11. John 2, 8 to 11 says, And he said unto them, Draw up now, and peer unto the governor of the feast, and they peered it. When the ruler of the feast has tasted the water that was made wine, he knew not where it came from. But the summer, which drew the wine knew, the governor of the feast called on the bridegroom, and said unto him, Every man at the beginning, do set forth good wine, and when men are well drunk, when at which is the worst wine will be brought out. But you, you kept the good of the Now This is the beginning of the miracle Jesus did in Canaan of Galilee, and manifested for his glory and the disciples believe on him. Beloved, this year, don't take things for granted. 
Don't believe in your pity or, or handsomeness. Don't believe in the connection that you have. God is at work. God has pronounced it. It is your year of flourishing. And in whatever God has spoken, it's not a man that will speak and lie. It's not a man that will speak and never do it. He has a track record of faithfulness. And that faithfulness of God is coming upon you also tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Beloved, let's stand up on our feet tonight. Let's use the five point to pray. Let's stand up on our feet. I want to come and say, all I need is you, God. Begin to reach out to God tonight. Wherever you are, begin to reach out to Him. Begin to speak unto God. Begin to commit your lives. Commit your family. Commit your business. Commit everything to God. Begin to invite God afresh tonight. Invite God now. Invite God now. Inviting, inviting, inviting. Say, Lord, I can't do without you. Father, we can't do without you. Our family cannot do without you. Our ministry, everything they concern, cannot do without you. Father, we pray tonight. We invite you. Come and pray. Come afresh into our life. Come afresh, oh God, into our family. Invite Him afresh. I can't do without you. I cannot do without you. Invite Him, beloved.
we deserve to have taken. That this has resulted in the forgiveness of our sin and we have been free from the bondage of sin. We become his daughter and we become his son. Today, we are doing the remembrance of the day he paid the price. So let us examine the, the seven words that our Lord Jesus Christ spoke at Calvary. The first one, Luke chapter 23, verse 34. Jesus Christ said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Beloved, this word, it confirmed. It is the word of forgiveness, even on the cross, even to those who nail him to the cross. Jesus offered forgiveness to them and to me and you. But I pray and I declare this morning that as you come unto Jesus, referencing him and for the finished work that he did at Calvary today, I prophesy and I decree over your life, situation, your household, that in the name of Jesus Christ, that is above every other name, every sin that has been haunting you and your knowledge, your family, your background in the past and in the present, they are forgiven as you confess them unto Jesus today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So the first word is the word of forgiveness. That is the, the great thing that we have. Whatever thing that has to do against the will and the plan and purpose of God, there is forgiveness available. The second word, Luke chapter 23, verse 43, it said, Jesus said, Truly I say to you, today, you will be with me in paradise. Beloved, what does this word imply? It is a word of salvation. The man that was nailed together with him, he received the salvation. Even before the apostle could read the heaven that Jesus Christ has promised them the paradise, this man received the grace for double speed to enter into the paradise. Beloved, salvation is available for me and you through Jesus Christ. There is no other name that we can be saved. This is the key, the gateway to our inheritance. When we encounter God, we have the salvation. Our name will be written in the book of life. So I pray and decree over your life this morning that as you begin afresh, to reposition yourself with God, you will encounter Him, you will embrace His grace, and your name will be written in the book of life in Jesus' name. Amen. May you experience heaven on earth from today as you embrace and reposition yourself in right standing with Him in Jesus' name. Beloved, the third word that Jesus Christ spoke at Calvary, he said in John chapter 19, verse 26 to 27, Jesus said to his mother, 
Woman, this is your son. Then he said to the disciple, this is your mother. What can we bring out of this? It is word of relationship. Word of relationship. Even as he was hanging on the cross, his thought is about the well-being of every one of us. He know he need to say to the mother and he need to put somebody to take care. Beloved, God is concerning about the relationship. Jesus is concerning about the relationship between you and God. What is the relationship? That is why he paid the price at Calvary. So this morning, I prophesy over your life that with the unction from the Most High God, that the love of God will cover you. His divine provision, His divine protection will be over your life, your family, and your ministry, and business, education, and otherwise. From today, you will never miss the goodness that comes as a result of relating with God. Your inheritance, no man will take in Jesus' mighty name. This morning, take the advantage, reposition yourself, settle your case with God so that there will be a good relationship in Jesus' name. Beloved, the fourth word that was spoken at Calvary, Matthew chapter 27, verse 46. Matthew 27, 46 says, My God, my God, why? Have you forsaken me? This you can also get in Mark chapter 15, verse 34. What does this imply? It is word of humanity. Even though Jesus knew from eternity he would be the Lamb who will take away the sin of the world, he still felt the pain of abandonment. So if you feel that you are lonely, if you feel you have been abandoned or you have been forgotten or rejected, this is an opportunity for you to key into it. Jesus is full. We, we have our high priest who have experienced it all. He knows what you are passing through. He knows how far he has gone about your situation. That is why he's saying this morning, he wants you to be connected to him. So that it will be the source and solution. Your his peace is going to come over you. It will neutralize every pain you might be experiencing or passing through now. So I pray for you this morning. I pray for your life, your family. That from now till you depart from this service of the heart. You will never be forsaken again. Your family will never be forsaken everything about you we continue to experience the presence the power and the glory of god in jesus mighty name beloved the fifth word that jesus christ spoke at calvary john chapter 19 verse 28 jesus said i am thirsty the word implies distress. Jesus, as he was dying a cruel death, still fulfilled the 
the prophecy of the scripture. Beloved, are you in distress? Jesus has experienced it. That is why he paid the price to bail you out. He has already paid the price. So today I see you coming out of depression. I see solution. I see way in the wilderness being made for you. I see rivers from the desert being made for you. I see a new beginning. I see a turn around of situation. So I prophesy and decree over your life once again that you will never be thirsty of anything good in life. You will never be thirsty of any dreams or vision. Your aspiration, they are coming to pass. Receive the grace. Receive the power and the anointing of God's divine supply, divine provision. Your time has come. No more dry land. No more unfruitfulness. Receive the grace to flourish. No more depression. In Jesus' mighty name. Beloved, the sixth word on the cross, John chapter 19, verse 30. Jesus, after he has received the wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and hung over the spirit. This is the word of triumph. This is the word of victory. This is the, 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 the evidence and the solution that me and you have in Christ. So I prophesy and decree that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, your life, your destiny, your family, and everything about you, every affliction you have been you have ever suffered or you are still suffering, they are finished today in Jesus' name. The price has been paid for. So you must receive every sickness, disease, infirmity, every setback, near success, freedom, unfinished product. God is bringing an end to them, to every hindrances, every obstacles, every barrier, every limitations to your breakthrough, to your promised land. God is removing them now and forever in Jesus' name. Beloved, the seventh word that Jesus Christ prayed at Calvary, he said in Luke 23, verse 46, Father, in your hand, I commit my spirit. This is a word of perfection. And he crowded it in a loud voice. And the word of perfection, as a finish on heart, it, he was re bringing himself in union back to God. When telling Father, I've completed the heart. I have delivered them. I have set them free. Now I'm coming back home. Now that Jesus has completed his task, he was reunited with the Father. So I pray and I decree this morning that God is finally taking over the realm of the affairs of your life and destiny. Nothing will be missed again. 
Nothing will be broken or shattered again because it is time for you to celebrate what he has done at Calvary. Beloved, as we celebrate the crucifixion today of our Lord Jesus Christ, beloved, I want you to have the mind do away with fear. Do away with trembling. Suffering is no more. No more disappointment. No more failure. No more sin. Everything has been destroyed. He has caused every weakness and weariness. In you a perpetual rest is coming. Perpetual joy. Everlasting peace as you are preparing, going out today. If maybe you are preparing even to celebrate the Easter, I pray, implore you to please reposition yourself well with God. Be connected to the Holy Spirit. Let Him guide, let Him direct you. Beloved, the payment has been paid at Calvary, and this is. The joy that we have in Him. Four things happen at Calvary. I will deal with that tomorrow. One, because it was a spiritual battle that happened at Calvary. There was altar. There was sacrifice. There was evidence. And there was pronouncement. Beloved, Tomorrow I will deal with this. The altar of the enemy has been destroyed permanently. The sacrifice the enemy has been made against you. The sacrifice of Jesus Christ has been made. The altar shrine of the enemy where they are using to do negativity against you. Calvary is our own altar. Sacrifice of the enemy, blood of the Lamb, or whatever they are doing, Jesus Christ is our own sacrifice. The enemy wants evidence, and our own evidence is the blood of Jesus Christ and the resurrection. And beloved, when Jesus Christ said it is finished, he handed over the work to the holy hand of the Holy Spirit. Whatever the kingdom of darkness they do, the Sangoma, the Abalis or whatsoever in the occultic realm, they will hand it over into the hand of the evil spirit, the demonic power and forces to execute. But Jesus Christ made that pronouncement and we are standing on the pronouncement. He said, it is finished and he handed it over. Holy Spirit is executing the will the plan and its purpose. So I congratulate you this morning, beloved. Wherever you are, I want you to make the pronouncement. It is finished for every cause, for every negativity in my life and destiny, in my family, in Jesus' mighty name. Beloved, wherever you are, the last question I want to ask this morning 
what is the relationship between you and God. You don't need to deceive yourself. Where you are determines what you experience, determines what comes to you. Causes are empowerment, negativity from the pit of hell, blessing and divine empowerment from the kingdom of God. Where are you? Are you sure you are in the kingdom of God? Are you sure you are in right standing with God? But paraventure, there is something that has gone up. Like we usually read in Matthew chapter 13, from verse 23 to 30. He said, when the man that had done good things, he went and he slept. And the enemy came in to plant tags among the weeds. And weeds among the tags. So this morning, can you, for goodness sake, reposition yourself? Even if you are in right standing, can you reaffirm it this morning? But are you there watching or listening? You have not given your life to Jesus Christ. All that I have shared about, they are for the children. They are inheritors of the brethren of the kingdom of God. So this morning, can you reposition yourself? Can you bow down your head? Can you raise your right hand unto God in making and declaring allegiance? Say after me, Lord Jesus, I come unto you this morning. I ask that you forgive me everything that I've seen in my life. Everything I have done, everything I'm still doing that is bringing immunity between me and you. You came and you died. You paid the price at Calvary. The payment you made at Calvary must not be in vain over my life. In the name of Jesus. So this morning, I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Satan, call it Satan, I reject you. I renounce you in my life. I disengage you. I disengage myself. I disengage my life from you. And I ask that the Holy Spirit plug me afresh, get me connected to God. So I declare Jesus Christ is not only my Lord, he's my Savior. And I proclaim this morning by the grace of God, I will live my life to please him all the days. Holy Spirit, come, help me. Give me power, give me strength, so that from today, I will live my life to please God. I am for Jesus. Father, my name, write them in the book of life. 
Your payment at Calvary must not be in vain over my life and destiny in Jesus' name. Beloved, I congratulate you. This is the gateway. This is the key to embracing what he brought for us, what he did at Calvary. He paid the price and that payment will not be in vain. So beloved, now that you have repositioned, you have reaffirmed, why don't you now begin to make a demand? Reject what you don't want in your life. Reject them now. As you are rejecting, God is deleting them for you. He has not forgotten you. He brought you this far. That is why He's using the opportunity of this message to reach out to you. So begin to reject every negativity in your life, in your body, in your family, in your marital life. Begin to reject those negativity. Reject it concerning your career. Reject them concerning your education. Reject them concerning your business. Reject them concerning the life of your spouse. Reject them concerning the life of your children. Concerning the life of your sibling or your parents. Reject them. The payment at Calvary is once and for all. We don't need any price again. So let's enter into the consciousness of our authority in Christ Jesus. As you are rejecting those sickness, disease, and infirmity, God is deleting them. Because by His strife, we were made whole. No more curse. No more curse. The blood that shall cover has washed it all. Every pronouncement of the enemy against your life, they are destroyed. They are neutralized. So now, beloved, as you reject them, they are deleted in Jesus' mighty name. So now, finally, beloved, begin to make a demand. Request and embrace and receive your solution. Receive the fruit of the womb. You have been believing God for the fruit of the womb for long. This is your season. You will not miss them. It will not elude you. You have been believing God for a partner for long. The yoke has been broken. Everything that is covering you the blood of Jesus Christ is neutralizing them now. The glory of God is coming upon you afresh. What makes people not to see you has been removed. The spiritual cover from the pit of hell over you has been removed and destroyed. Pray and receive your marital bliss. Every problem in your marriage, they are coming to an end today. Enter into a new beginning. Do you have certificates? 
no employment? Or are you working? You are not enjoying. You just get that job so you don't stay at home. Make a demand. Even if your faith can carry it, begin to pronounce. Where do you want God? Or you have submitted applications. You will be called. You will be called. Not only being called, you will be employed. You will be positioned to that godly ordained appointment. Maybe you are working, you have not been promoted for long. God is bringing your promotion. It's your season. Maybe you are into business and no money to finance. Receive that grace of God, divine supply provision. Divine helpers, supporters, and sponsors of life and destiny. I pray that you receive them this morning. They will locate you. You will locate them. Not just locating each other, but they will do what God has ordained for them to do for you. I congratulate you. Tender is coming. Contracts are coming. Students, Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding is your portion. No more failure. No more beat your circle. Excellence. And as people that have graduated with certificate, there will be employment. You will receive grace to start your own business. The wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that you need for such a time, receive it this morning. That wisdom, knowledge, and understanding divine revelation that will bail you out of that predicament. Receive it this morning now in the name of Jesus. It's a new beginning. I speak peace of God into your family. Everything that is connecting you to your inheritance, uh, your hereditary, to your background, to your ancestral power and spirit, they are broken. God is unplugging you this morning from every spiritual entanglement and is destroying all those connections and is plugging you to the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's a new beginning. Beloved, I congratulate you. They are done. They are done. They are done in the name of Jesus. So as you go about, don't misuse this grace of God. Don't entangle yourself again. And I see God perfecting what he has begun in your life. You are unfinished product in the hand of God, but this is the season of your perfection. God is bringing the perfection. It's your time to dance. It's your time to celebrate. Go and buy the dancing shoe. Expecting your testimony. And people that have been laughing at you, they will laugh with you. They will be instrumented in the hand of God to testify of His glory in your life. This morning, begin to wave your hand to God. Thank Him, thank Him for what He has done. Something has happened. First John chapter 5, verse 14 says, This confidence we have in Him, Whenever we call him according to his way, he always answers us. So I congratulate you. 
It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we give you glory. Lord, we give you honor. For we pray in Jesus' name. Beloved, let me give you this information. I will be on here on 10 o'clock tomorrow. And even Sunday will be on here. What is the importance of tomorrow? The undertaker. Undercover God walking. It seems that the battle has been lost. People are laughing. He's calling himself, Lord, Lord, Lord. He cannot deliver himself. But Satan did not know that the greatest mistake he made was to kill Jesus Christ. What was God doing between Good Friday and the resurrection? That is the busiest time of God. And beloved, you also, you are in point A now. And God is taking you to point B and point C. So in that point B now that you have, what is it that is happening? We will consider it tomorrow. And also, on Sunday, by 10 p.m., we are going to consider what has resurrection brought for us. What are the significance? What are the importance? I pray that this season will be the, the best and will continue to be more best and best will be coming as you experience it. Jesus is Lord. Shalom. Thank you for listening. See you tomorrow. Share the love of Easter to somebody. Say the testimony. Reach out to somebody. Jesus loves you. He came. He paid the price. As Jesus will be using you, He will bless you also. Shalom.